Okay, for one, how did we miss, because it came out like seven days ago, how did we miss like a big gameplay trailer for Final Fantasy VII Afterbirth? I know. Um, I, I've kind of, I think I put it out of my mind because it was one of those games that was just so far away that I didn't want to keep doing that to myself. I'm like, you know, I, I haven't even played Integrate or whatever the, the know. Yuffie experience. And I need <laughs> to go do that before this game comes out, which we have some time. Um, but yeah, it's like, I have not been paying attention to the Final Fantasy news. We're, we're trash fans and bad podcasters, I think. Or we're over 30. I think yeah, either I one of the, I mean, hey. There's been way too much stuff going on in in the gaming world, I think. Um, well, yeah, and especially with Final Fantasy, because Square Enix listened to our episode last week and listened to us trashing them. No, about yeah, no, no, yeah, <laughs> they're like oh we have to put something out the nerding grounds is destroying us on tiktok right now yeah it's embarrassing i uh i'm so i mean i'll just say i'm i'm excited right i mean for one obviously the final Fantasy 7 remake part one re, i guess just remake that that was better than i ever expected right for and, very, very interesting reasons, I would say it's. It wasn't like you know, it. It was a format that I, on paper, I might have disliked. Oh yeah. But in practice, it was handled very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. You could tell it was handled with, uh, <laughs> with the utmost care, right? A and joie de, a joie de vivre. Yes. Whatever, whatever that means. Uh, it's just a French word that can be applied to anything with coolness factor or something. Oh, okay, cool, mm -hmm. cool. I, I am uh, watching the trailer in the background. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, cool. This, <laughs> yeah, it it just looks like it's shaping up to be again maybe everything we wanted out of like the second part right like i i think <clears throat> it looks like it's going to be potentially massive they did say it is one-to-one -one, um you know like the map is one-to-one -one, you know and you can go all to all the places that you did before and look at that vehicle whoa yeah. oh clouds on a segway which is definitely the doom buggy i was like what's oh. up with the vehicle and i was like oh yeah the doom buggy why, nice. is Cloud, why is Cloud on a Segway? I don't know. <laughs> those aren't um, even those aren't even cool anymore. They were never cool, but they're definitely not cool now. No, I, I don't know. That's just Square Enix being out of touch. Yeah. Well, um, you know, yeah. it's I big cities. You know, you got to get around somehow. It looks like. I mean, even you see, you're seeing like parts of Juno and uh, yeah, or yeah. Uh, that's what it's called, right? Uh, I think, I... Are you talking Coast del Sol or the different area? You're talking about the um, militaristic... The, the cannon. With the big uh, cannon, the yeah. I think that's Juno, where you have to go and, and do the military stepping and yeah, all those weird mini-games. And then, of course, we got the Golden Saucer here with more amazing dancing, which I'm yeah. extremely mm -hmm. excited for. And all the all the mini games, right? Or at least the two that matter. Uh, well, the one that matters, which is like the bike one. But I mean, yeah, the submarine yeah. thing's pretty cool. I wonder how they'll do that. But yeah, it's like there. I'm like, it's, holy! It's shit. further evidence that this project is in the interest of fully realizing what we all pictured Final Fantasy VII as back yeah. in the PlayStation. Oh, there's Vincent popping out of a coffin. I know. Um, and I did see that article that said there was over a hundred hours or there was about a hundred hour play time considering all the side stuff. And that's the first time in a very long time that hasn't bothered me because it told me that this game is going, it's not going to cut things out in an effort to, you know, yeah. I don't know, deliver a triple A experience that takes away the content. Like, the way that Final Fantasy 16 is kind of formatted is that very 
you know, sometimes overly streamlined to where it yeah. really, it feels on rails, even though you could go wherever you want at any time. It's still here, are the, here are where you can do the side quests and whatnot. Um, but you know, you're not really going to go and have your own adventure and go in a direction that you want to go to discover yeah, secrets. I, yeah. And that doesn't seem to be the case at all here. Uh, mm-hmm. like one bit, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. And even if, so some, uh, content creators got access to a demo version of the game and were able to kind of play and just watch some of that footage even even if we're talking about things being like subzones, you know, which it doesn't really look like that's going to be the case. Um, it looks like just way more open. Yeah. Uh, and there there's just a lot more things going on in the background. And it definitely seems like, you know, it's all explorable. <clears throat> um, but the one little area that they're just kind of in, uh, which is like the area right before Juno in the mm-hmm. demo, it seems like dense, you know, there's a lot Dark. of content just packed in that little area and it doesn't seem bland at all. And that was one of the things that was kind of concerned me about 16. It's like looking at like, even if these zone, if the zones are smaller, you know, then, then they should be more alive. I feel like, um, yeah. And, and definitely more diverse. But and I mean, they even felt that way in the original. You know, there right. was a there was a liveliness to Costa del Sol and, and different places like that. Yeah. But yeah, you really you do want again them to not feel like you know boxed off yeah. rooms that are just meant to look large. And you know, you want to have a feeling that you're actually exploring a big open world map because not open world necessarily, but you know, a big map where yeah. you go to the map and you run around. <laughs> then you go to so, the towns and the small spaces. Yeah. I'm okay with all that. those spaces. Yeah, it seems like I mean this is potentially <clears throat> we don't know yet, but potentially going to be open world, and every little like subzone area um, is there's there's just a lot of things to do in that particular area. So yeah, I mean the game's going to be massive, which is a lot of content there, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, and I mean, you know, multiple playable characters are hanging out here. We got Red 13. We still have Barrett, Tifa, Cloud, Aerith. Um, I imagine this game is going to include everyone. If, yeah. Or, you know, maybe not, though, because like Kate Sith is, is featured in... Oh, no, they have they show Kate Sith oh, doing yeah, combat yeah, and everything. Right yeah. there. And, yeah. I mean, Yuffie's already been a playable character in the DLC... Yeah. So I'm sure she'll show up again. Like, are they going to keep someone like Sid backed off until some third game? Because Vincent's also showing up here. Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel like when everybody did Sid. <laughs> you know, I don't remember him being the last one. No, I, I remember maybe Vincent being the. But Vincent's also well, Vincent's uh, like a like a like optional. A, optional yeah and so you can really go get him now or later he's just he's just doing a dracula in yield haunted mansion um i don't know yeah it's a good question i mean they don't need to hold off on any of the characters they don't need to but it seems like there's more than enough here to keep you busy i yeah i just wouldn't want somebody to be excluded from the story when they're supposed to be there because you do get this feeling that you are traveling with a pretty large group and while you're off fighting and doing this, they're off in their subgroup doing whatever the hell they're doing. You yeah. know? Um, so we'll see. But yeah, they're they're opening it up in a way that I really, really appreciate. So yeah. I'm I'm getting hype. Yeah, e- even getting yeah, hype. Even just a little bit that we've seen. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like I'm I'm way more excited about this than uh, and that's not to say that I don't want to play Final Fantasy 16. I can see definitely it's probably going to be like the story elements and stuff like that. And maybe a little bit of the combat that makes 16 uh, a, at least a decent Final Fantasy game. Um, yeah, yeah. 
but well yeah i mean actually the stuff that i've seen it's like this is crazy right it's like playing a movie and it, it's a it's a spectacle for sure but but this My, is like yeah this is this is Final the Fantasy this is the game RPG, that has been yeah. we've been waiting for i'll i'll say not to digress too much but 16 where i am now well one it's i'm not playing it currently because i've been playing other stuff and i had to take a break from 16 um i the pacing really got to me cuz i'm you know i don't know maybe 60 hours in and i've unlocked all but one icon um the last one definitely being like close to when i get that last icon that's going to be like right before the end of the game i'm pretty sure right so the problem is the pacing is because you will you'll get out of this crazy incredible you know world splitting moment and then you'll go back and you'll do your talking and talking and then you'll you'll get these side quests that are and i'm not you know i'm not going to sugarcoat it they are literally just go here and kill this go here and kill that and there's no there's so much nuance missing from the side quest design at first it's fine at first it's like oh i get to go talk to these interesting characters and follow these subplots but then at the end it's just like get out of the way i don't need to go fight these three dogs to get you a, a hide that you need to finish binding books back at the base like stop i'm i'm already invested in where the story is going and you were just you were just slowing me down and they don't feel optional they feel like if you don't do them now they're going to go away the next time you jump to another story thing and so my brain's all completionist about it and this, and yeah it just it's a good game but it gets in its own way is right. my summation yeah and no, i i uh, i don't know i will have to play it you know, like looking Kinda at like Starfield. The, yeah. The uh what's uh if we if we look at you know something like Final Fantasy Seven Remake, the first part, um mm -hmm. similar sort of like action combat and way more of what I think that I want without playing sixteen, of course, from like a modern Square that, Enix title yeah. or modern Final Fantasy title, like for me that makes sense and it and it and it works, right? It's kind of just like okay, well, it's it's for the most part an action game. I guess it's more Kingdom Hearts like, but then you know I used my ATB for like my actions. To, There's to still do a tactical things. element to it. I've said yeah. it before on here. That is my new standard for RPG combat. That right. perfectly blends both things that I want because I I. You know, I'll I'll play a turn-based. I, I still enjoy it. I'm playing Sea of Stars right now. There's a little more engagement um, with the timing stuff, but it's still I still enjoy that idea of turn-based and just being able to casually do that. Right. But Seven brought this element of I still get to have control over these characters in a fun and kinetic way, but then... I get to pause when I need to pause and tactically think out what I'm using and using my skills and combining skills with other people's skills. And that to me is just, that's a way to keep me engaged in your combat system a hundred hours, you know. That's and now apparently uh, their combat looks like it's going to be a little crazy, but of course it is. <laughs> we got to look at the director for that. Uh, there's like synergy attacks now and attacks that can be done like outside of ATB, mm -hmm. uh, just certain certain things. I, I don't really know what those were. You no longer need like the Dodger Perry material. You can just do that. Um, That's true. And all kinds of stuff. You're also forgetting one of the most important additions with rideable Chocobo. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least in the in the demo version, kind of like right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. give you a choke about, right? Oh, also, yeah. as they should, the uh, the opening sequence is like uh, Sephiroth, Tifa, and Cloud going up the the Mako reactor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the flashback scene. You totally play as Sephiroth. I saw and, that. Yeah, he's like, was, your party. "Yep, that's cool. Yeah, that's something that, that is, uh, yeah, that's we've always wanted to do." <laughs> exactly. Literally, <laughs> I love playing as genocidal maniacs. It's it's my yeah. favorite thing. Of course, don't um, we all? Yeah, yeah. 
Genova. Um, I hope it's Lance Bass. I don't think it is. I think we've realized last time that they didn't go back to the the in sync well for voice acting, which is always a mistake, in my opinion. Awesome. Well, you can expect us to continue to talk about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth because it's us, and that's what we do here. We talk about Final Fantasy ad nauseum sometimes. Oh, yeah. and um, I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I could keep talking about it. We've seen like seven minutes uh, of footage. And, absolutely. Yeah. But let's let it stew for a little bit. I want to chat about another game coming out before that. Uh, just real quick. Welcome, everybody, to the Nerding Grunts podcast, where we talk about Final Fantasy ad nauseum, as someone mentioned previously. Um, this is a weekly show. I am Quinn. This is Matt. Uh, like and subscribe down below. It would really help us out. Um, leave comments. Send questions. We're, you know, we're on all the social medias. We're on TikTok. We're really looking for engagement these days because we're starting to get a little bit more people checking our content on a weekly basis and that's great thank you everyone who's doing that and leaving questions on um on tiktok and, and all this stuff actually uh, just enjoy yeah enjoy all yeah. the all the comments and and everything <clears throat> that people have been leaving so far so yeah. thank you and if you haven't already please go check out the retrospective uh the new show that we're we're putting on our channel every two weeks so that one's going to skip a week just because it takes a little bit more effort um, filming and editing wise. But we have an episode on Star Fox 64 outs. And that's not a podcast. That is the, us playing through the game. And it's more of a clip show, you know, background, that kind of thing. And by the time this goes up, there will be a second episode on uh, Paper Mario for the Nintendo 64. And that one I'm really proud of. I think it's even better than the Star Fox one and a lot more streamlined. It's about 30 minutes versus like 50 minutes. So I think that's the format we're going to be chasing moving forward is, you know, a nice 30 minute smaller chunk of um, of a video. So yeah, thanks. Um, moving on, I want to quickly mention that I have a long anticipated game coming up in october and that is spider-man 2. Ooh, yeah is that coming out in october it sure is and i feel this... like i just found out something was coming out in october but i don't i don't remember what that is at the moment i mean there are just a I lot of like... games right now <laughs> yeah it's it's a little ridiculous especially since you know a lot of them i've either been playing religiously or, you know, I just, I want to continue to play and play more. Yeah. I, I definitely could be the type of person that will, like, hot swap over to a different game pretty quickly or, you know. And therein like, lies the problem is the hot swapping. It's like, I feel like I never get to sink my teeth into yeah. one thing enough. Um, but I do know Spider-Man 2 will, that's October 20th, by the way. That's definitely going to be occupying my attention yeah. um, until I beat it because... I absolutely love those games. But yes, in October, we have Hellboy Web of Weird coming out on the 4th, which is that little roguelike beat-em-up thing. Okay. Um, Detective Pikachu 2 on the 6th, Forza Motorsports 75. I don't know what number they're on now. Uh, October 10th, Assassin's Creed Mirage is the 12th. That's Ooh. the big return. Lords of the Fallen, not the Lords of the Fallen. Um, October 13th, Sonic's Superstars. Yes, big difference. Um, that's a Souls-like guy. Uh, on the 17th. You might want to check that recording. Yep. Make sure it is still recording. <clears throat> well, he just sent me the file so probably not probably not yeah yeah um that's gonna be a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah yeah um 
Sonic Superstars is coming out on October 17th. Spider-Man 2 is the 20th, as I just said. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which I'm actually really looking forward to, is on October 20th. Um, City Skyline, 24th. Alone in the Dark, 25th. Ghost Runner 2, 26th. And Alan Wake 2, another one I'm actually looking forward to, is on the 27th. So, yes. That's what it is. October is freaking loaded. And then that's not even mentioning the um, cyberpunk phantom liberty phantom liberty dlc that's on the september 26th so that's a few days from now and then you got mortal kombat one payday and you know people are still playing starfield and payday already launched um yeah i think that one just came out and see lost my train of thought i don't know Uh, lots of games oh yeah uh (laughs) cyberpunk 2077 uh the 2.0 2.0 patch dropped already too, which brings right. uh, about like new skill system and stuff like that. So that's yeah, you cool. don't actually need the DLC to benefit from those updates. You still yeah. get all those things to the base game. Yeah, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I I think that's gonna steal me away from the possibility of going back to Starfield. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to decide if I want to just wait till the expansion and, and play through or, you know, I don't, I don't, I did like a lot um, through my playthroughs, So I don't really think there's too much more for me to do. I started over and so I'm probably, should I start over? Yeah. Different character. Maybe. Well, you have to think they already did a ton of work to that game that you probably missed from beating the game before that like there's been patch upon patch yeah and i i played it somewhat recently right Uh whenever we were talking about it on this podcast so it had to be like like a year yeah last year was like the big overhaul okay so maybe you did benefit from it yeah so after like it it no longer ran like complete poop so (laughs) i would say start a new file and if you start to get tired of starting over just go back to the other one just have that one ready to go because i mean the um the dlc is really just a separate zone from night city it's like maybe you cross the desert or something and you go to that place oh okay so you can kind of just do it whenever you want i'm sure it scales because everything in that game scales with your level well that's cool yeah good idea you're smart maybe you should uh do some sort of like video game podcast thing. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so Spider-Man is coming out. Um, I'm definitely holding out on playing any big games until that releases because it's probably one. It's probably my favorite superhero game. I think it even like surpassed the Arkham series for me. It was just really well done. Story was incredible. Um, it was one of my favorite peter parker's like renditions of peter parker um counting movies everything i just i liked that peter parker they did mess him up with the um, motion capture update thing but i'm over it it's fine also Uh, miles morales was an excellent game as well this one just looks like they're turning everything all the way up um your your black suit spidey venom's gonna be in the game you have a whole you know, list of new abilities and new enemies and you're playing alongside Miles Morales. So I think there's there's a switch that goes back and forth now between the two Spider-Men. Uh, and an update I saw this morning is that there's like over 65 suits already confirmed. So yeah. they're just, Insomniac just gets how to to structure these games for fans of Spider-Man or whatever. You know, they just put a lot of care into the detail, and I, I just think they're a great developer for that. Uh, they always have, right? Mm-hmm. At least as far as I can remember. I still need to definitely, I definitely need to play the series. I know that they're, um, they're not all on PC yet, but I, I think I, they I, are. I, yeah, maybe two probably know. won't be. Uh, but I yeah. know Spider-Man one, and I think Miles Morales is on PC. Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, and you know Miles Morales, not, and I'm not recommending that anybody 
skip the first one because it's excellent, um, especially the story. Yeah, Miles Morales is on Steam. Nice. And that one's that one I actually really want to play for sure. Yeah, that one. Uh, you know, that game's definitely shorter, and it has a a lower price tag for that reason. Um, but it's it doesn't feel like half a game or anything. It feels like a full game. It's just not as long and expansive as Marvel Spider-Man. And, you know, right. you, you are playing as Miles Morales, so you do have a bunch of different abilities. Uh, it's just a, more of a streamlined adventure, I guess. So a lot of people gravitated toward that, especially since it was a PS5 launch and it was super pretty. Um, but yeah, both those games are excellent. They just feel good to play. Yeah. Um, but if I do have to air a um, concern, whenever... <clears throat> I'm a Spider-Man fan. I always have been. Whenever Venom comes into the picture, it yeah. always feels like this could go great or this yeah. could be go really... Go really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. a lot of the reason for that is because certain um you know creators whether it be film or video games don't always know how to handle their hero dipping his toe into the dark side and right. so what could be a cool uh exploration of personality and identity and conscious turns into melodrama and turns into the toby mcguire dancing stupidly down the street that's the worst case scenario, <laughs> but yeah. you know, yeah, that, I don't think, I don't think anything would dare to give that treatment again, but yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just this space ripe with melodrama. It's like, you right. gotta be edgy and you gotta be dark and pissing <laughs> off everybody in your life. And it's like, why couldn't we just have this as an exercise where the, veteran spider-man is compromised and it opens up a really great opportunity for the rookie spider-man to show his capability and you know bring his mentor back from the dark side uh and that if somebody can do that properly it's insomniac yeah um, so well you already said that it had uh great writing to begin with right so it did and i feel like you know, there hasn't been too much Spider-Man content, like video game content that's had any sort of depth to really touch on. Um, yeah. Not I, in I, a I way guess. that that resonated with me, where right. in well, the yeah. first game, I was invested because I can relate to being a twenty mid-20-something not focusing on the right things in your life and taking certain people for granted and possibly losing those people and making the choices to keep those people around. Um, it, it's more than just the superhero story. It's, it's like a, it's like a young adult story that everybody I think can relate to. And Miles Morales had a really good one, good relatable story too, with, uh, you know, maybe your friends going in a direction that you can't follow and how do you still maintain a connection with those people and you know relatable yes exactly relatable um yeah there there was a couple moments in the trailer where in of two where peter was kind of just like you know <laughs> get him i'm going to kill him and i'm like that, that's fine go. just maybe let's uh I don't know. I'm I'm holding. Like, I'm gonna enjoy the game no matter what. But right. <laughs> no, I totally get where you're coming from. It it can be like a a big disaster. Like oh no, I'm turning evil. Ah. <laughs> Let me beat this man up a little too hard. Yeah. What have I become? Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. Nobody. Peter, wants what are you to doing, man? This. It almost makes you wonder. It's just like if it is that. You know. Yeah. Why do they keep doing this to themselves? Just don't do, just don't do Venom in the symbiote suit. It's like I, I don't even want to see it anymore. I don't care about it, right? Well, maybe you don't, but everybody else is expecting that. Everybody beat that first 
Marvel Spider-Man, and they're like, "Where's it at?" Because, and I think that's because when you they want they want that and they want it to be good, right? I know a lot of people like Venom, and you know it is cool to just have, uh, I guess, be able to introduce different sort of abilities and stuff like that through the symbiote suit, but. And most of the know. time, you can only. Not point... like there isn't tech, and that's like just like big Spider-Man canon. I know that, mm-hmm. um, but you know, there's probably something else in there they could always explore if they wanted to, right? Yeah, and you know, maybe there's new ways to explore that, and you yeah, know, well, yeah. But the I think the problem is fans right now only really get to point to the comics as examples of of good venom you know they don't get to enjoy playing a game where and i could be wrong i think web of shadows is a fan favorite as far as the video games go but i don't think anybody really has like a good game where they explore venom so i think the second everybody beat marvel spider-man one they were just like two's gonna be venom right we gotta do it we gotta finally set the bar high for a video game that deals well, with Well, uh, again, I did say if it winds up being, you know, the same old stuff, uh, would, you know, are they, would they? But hopefully, it's not the case, right? Hopefully, take apparently good writing from the first one and bring that to finally giving us a good um, Venom and uh, Spider Man symbiote suit. Video that game. would that would be tight. Yeah, it would be. It'd be tight. tight. I don't know. I gotta play. Uh, Maybe I'll get a guy. I'll get. I'll play it. All right. It took I, me I a couple years to play God of War, and uh, I still played that. Right. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um. Okay. Well, that's Spider Man. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, and I think that's all the news new releases whatever we're calling this corner this week that's the um that's that's the news the stuff we're looking forward to corner stuffa we are looking forward to let's talk about what we've been playing so how are you still enjoying sea of stars hell yeah i am have you beat it yet no i haven't I just... What's it like having a life? I'm going to suck. You know, gosh. All you want to do is is uh, play Sea of Stars, but you have a daughter and videos to edit and work to do and a, you know, a class to complete homework assignments for. Awful. For your graduate degree. Um, you know, I've been playing here. It, it's great that it's on the Switch because I can just... I, I don't feel, you know... Like, I, I don't have... I feel like I can always pick it up and play it, no matter what. Right. Even if it's... Because that's another thing we don't talk about, is the Switch's sleep function... Is the is best. one of its best features. Yeah. And it's still so much better than any other console I can think there of. There isn't a singular other console where I would ever... Including PC, I think, where I would ever feel comfortable with the mm-hmm. idea of... of not saving my game and exiting out of it, but just putting the console to sleep so I could just start back up. But I constantly yeah. do that at all times on my Switch, right? I do it with my PS5 as well. But there are times where I'm I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play my PS5 for a couple of days. I don't really feel comfortable doing that in case there's right. like a power surge or, or yeah. And then that's the whole thing. It's like even if there's a power surge, uh, you know, you got a power source. <laughs> a long time to figure out what you're going to do with your yes. your current run through of the game you're playing. Well, it'll default to its battery too. It's not, you know, that's what I mean, it's not yeah. going to shut down. It'll, yeah, it, exactly. it'll stay alive uh, in sleep mode for like over a day. So yeah. uh it is fantastic. It is. So that's helping. Um, having a kid and all. I, where am I at? Last night, I beat the Necromancer's dungeon. The, that was the, what is her, I forgot her name. But it's a Necromancer you get the soul stone from. Yeah. 
for your boy who I don't want to give too many details story-wise of why you need that soul stone, but you do. And um, yeah, that whole, that game is just really, really freaking good. It just stays good. Every time I meet a new character or gets, get to a new map and like continue on, I'm just, I get excited. I'm like, oh, yeah. I get to go to the pirate village now, which was incredible. Um, I get to, now I get to, go with these pirates on this voyage to like a, a ghost Island pretty much awesome. Yeah. And uh, right now I'm, I'm on there and it, it really has this feeling of progression through the world, not just this, you know, here and there and here and there. It's like, you're actually going through and meeting new people and, and accomplishing large scale tasks. Um, and the combat is still good. Although it's really started to stress me out because okay. one, you don't know what the trigger for the action command is when you get a new skill. So you just right. kind of have to test it out unless you want to go look online. Um, but I've been testing it out and trying to figure out when I'm supposed to press it, how many times I'm supposed to press it. And sometimes it really builds up this pressure to get the timing right and when you miss it, it's like your stomach just drops. <laughs> what was always worse for me is defensively. Like when I miss yeah, yeah. the defensive stuff, um, I'm like, what what the what the heck am I doing? Like this is easy, you know? It's not it like be. some per, like the most it's a very forgiving system, I think. It has pretty big windows. And in most cases, you can like hold it for yeah. Uh, a little bit before like the impact right like you know half a second or whatever but still yeah yeah um, uh but they hit hard like the enemies in yeah. that game hit hard you yeah. know they'll take 75 percent of your health bar out with one attack and it does help to use those action commands to defend against the damage some things are yeah like you almost have to or you'll yeah. be one shot something and and they then you have the whole system of uh, preventing attacks from going off because yeah. you know enemies will will um, predict or show like predictions of what they're going to use and how you can stop it by using certain magic attacks certain like they'll have a sword icon a hammer icon and then Fire, moon, moon sun poison poison damage that you have to and it's almost Spoilers like arcane yeah and it's almost like you're checking off the boxes to ensure that they can't use that yeah. attack. And it really, really sucks when you realize that you forgot to account for something. Yeah. Like, oh, I just used up the um, the live mana on a character that didn't need it. And now this character that does need it has no live mana to pull from the field to, to stop this witch from using her attack and i'm like <laughs> so honestly though that winds up being one of uh our wound up being like probably one of my favorite systems in mm -hmm. that game uh i think it just adds such a good flavor to the rpg combat like i know it's relatively simple but i mean sometimes you it it it's honestly especially as you get like more and more tools and more characters and stuff like yeah. that you'll sit there at like a thing with like eight bars and you're like okay <laughs> i got three turns how the f am i going to accomplish this right it and, very much reminded me of the feeling i have when i play like a like a like a tactical uh grid based combat game like an advanced wars or something it's like yeah. oh i was too focused on this one thing and I totally forgot about this mechanic and this boss just hit me for a ton of damage because right. of that. Or like, you know, I screwed myself. And I think you, as you get like more and more tools uh, too, it, it, it feels maybe less. Um, I mean, there's definitely moments where you're just like, oh, well, I, yeah, I, I, I screwed I that up. Anything about that. Yeah. yeah. Or that, I mean, it's not like anything. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are clearly some things where it's just like, you're gonna get hit like you mm -hmm. will give you like a six panel thing um and it it pops off in one turn right like their yeah. abilities pop off in one turn like, like there i would say there's nothing you could do but if you notice um 
again like i guess more interesting interactions the uh the the poison ninja chick that you just got um mm -hmm. she has a move that can delay turns it was totally a completely separate character from anybody i've been i've been introduced to thus far yeah totally totally yeah. Just, yeah. no fresh new character i don't know fresh who... new character didn't just show up uh it just showed up out of the blue just showed up by the blue. It doesn't look exactly like a different character that's that you've been yeah. traveling with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I like the system. I love yeah. it. It's one of my favorites that I've encountered as well. I totally agree with you. Uh, it just, it does. It, you got to really, you learn the hard way yeah. quite a few times. Um, and I mean, like, you'll be wiped because you didn't realize that you were supposed to be going out. Like I died three times to that necromancer because I wasn't really computing what they were looking for. And I think what they were looking for was for me to focus on physical hits to constantly keep live mana loaded on the field because every single one of her attacks either raised something from the dead, right. which, you know, you, if you want to survive, you have to be able to block all of those necromancy spells. And then the big one just unleashes hellfire on your entire group. And so you have to basically be constantly hitting her so you can always prevent those attacks. And it's a slow burn of a fight, and it's different from any fight that I had had up until that point. And so once I figured it uh, out, it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, and, and from that point onward, maybe even a little bit depending on the fight, there are certain fights that just they don't really feel like they're dragging on but they do drag on just because of the systems are that are in play a lot of times mm -hmm. it is more like hey i'm trying to prevent you from doing your attack than really just doing like as much damage <laughs> as damage as i possibly can yeah uh, that being said for her i think it really is just like you know if you use things like moonering and stuff to really just like clear out those areas you can destroy your um her piles or whatever her corpse piles uh, but what i did she didn't raise any she raised two beasties the yeah. whole fight yeah or you can just keep stopping her yeah i was i only i was like okay well clearly i can't let her do anything so i'm just gonna focus on blocking her attacks yeah. and um, it is like a uh uh an additional like resource management right because you're mm -hmm. like it's like okay well <laughs> you know you got your mana and then um, you know, you do need to, of course, auto attack to A, get your mana back, but this also generates the little things that can really the help live, you, uh, live the live mana. Orbs. Yeah, which uh, for those who haven't played, you basically can use those to imbue your auto attacks uh, with, with magic. Uh, yeah, with, with an element, or, or you can like empower your, your magic and stuff. It's very um, Dragon Ball Z too. Like all their yeah. attacks are very like. Oh, yeah. Kamehameha. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you wait till you get like the ultimates. Uh, I'm excited. It did, yeah. Those things are like crazy. I and I also realized why the feeling, like the feel of the game, completely separate from battle, just running around. Why it's so good and and responsive. These are developers that made one of the best side-scrolling 2d platform or you know platformers of like the past couple of years the messenger right they clearly brought as you know brought that style over and i realized that when i got the um the <clears throat> little grappling hook because even that thing yeah. that you're just using to get across spaces and solve puzzles feels really responsive and great and then in like a like pixel little... environment too it's yeah. just like it doesn't awesome. it it's doesn't like did... feel like yeah things similar things feel in in games of that style at all well, they made the sekiro grappling hook in a 2d yeah environment it's yeah, just... it very like swinging you know yeah and and, and, and just you someone sat there and worked on that for like months right. That's you know the little gust thing that pushes blocks around it all feels very good to play it does it really does um yeah the whole game feels good to play right and then like puzzles are like just enough you know just there enough. are there are some where you're like okay i'm not really sure what to do here but it's not like 
screw this. I'm going to go do something else. Or, I, yeah, like I'm going to go play another game for a couple of days because I can't figure out this puzzle. Like yeah, certain totally RPGs bad, can do. No. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that ever really messes with me is sometimes the depth is confusing. And it's cool. such a beautiful game that, that it might just be my eyes and how I'm focusing. But sometimes like a platform doesn't look high up it looks low and oh, then i'll man. do something and i'll walk around and it's like perspective shifts and i'm like oh i didn't realize i could walk on that <laughs> yeah i just kind of like tap a on everything and yeah, see yeah. if i can walk on anything because that's really. one thing is th i don't remember another 2d rpg that lets you just climb ledges how yeah. many years have we been kept back from by ledges like pokemon but like tiny yeah yeah like, that, yeah really and here's like you can climb up a bunch of stuff and you can jump down anything you want it doesn't it it feels very unrestricted in that way which is more fun it's <laughs> just it feels better it does plus anyway. you get a grappling hook plus you get a grappling hook and every game needs a grappling hook and now you can open up every fight by just grappling monsters so you start off with a with a thing the that's game gives so you tools better. to work so much with better yeah it name really does one, quick name one game that wouldn't be better with a grappling hook okay animal crossing better with a grappling hook. I think way better with a grappling hook what do you mean oh my god overcooked so much better with a grappling hook <laughs> i really need a grappling hook and armored core I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, I can fly. Yes, I have boosters. Don't care. Still want a grappling hook. I want to rip someone. I want to rip myself to someone in yeah. like three seconds. Yeah. Anyway, that's Sea of Stars. I'm still playing it. I'm definitely going to beat that game. I have to. Hopefully before You do have a grappling hook in Lies of Peak. Of course you do. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's a Souls-like. You know? Yeah. That's a Sekiro like. Yeah, it's a, it's it's actually more of a Bloodborne like, but yeah, kind of. Basically, I would say yeah, it's it's more Bloodborne than anything. I think that's that's how it seems. With flavors of just everything from software, right? Yeah, perfect time for a um, segue. Yeah, I was about to say. Tell I, us about Lies of P. So I've been playing Lies yeah. of P. Yeah. Um, I. And I was telling you a little bit about this. Uh, for me. one, we never talk outside the podcast. I promise. Yeah, no, I never. Well, we try not to these days, just because it's like I, you know, save it for the cast. <clears throat> I uh, one thing since the demo, right? Like, especially if you played the demo and you were kind of like on the fence. Like for me, I think a lot of things they felt um, like okay, but there it, it lacked. It definitely lacked that from software polish, um, mm -hmm. which no, I mean they definitely polished the heck out of the game, right? It is, uh, it feels much much better. They um, used the time before launch, yeah, for the right to reasons. find, yeah, to fine tune find the tune. things they needed to do. That's good. It's even it, like if if you if you didn't tell me that, uh. Or if you told me it was a from software's game, right? I would believe you. You know, really? like it. It kind of it. It. It feels very much so on that level to me. Yeah. You know. Well, because that's uh, the age-old question since Demon Souls, or I guess probably Dark Souls One was really what put them on the map as far as the Souls like. Uh, was that all these clones came out, but none of them ever felt up to snuff. And you know, didn't quite hit that magic that Dark Souls. I feel like, yeah, they they kind of missed out on a lot of the things that make Dark Souls are uh, so from Software's Souls like games um, a entertaining, you know, mm -hmm. and then and then be just uh, I guess great games, right? Uh, like pulling you to continue investigating and really yeah. wanting to to beat that 
a horrible boss that's like kicking yeah. your ass. Like yeah. you gotta get past it. And that's anything from you know, I, I feel like for me, uh it not necessarily build diversity, but weapon diversity and cool and interesting sort of weapons. A lot of a lot of Dark Souls really miss out on that. Uh mm -hmm. sorry, Souls like really miss out on that. They kind of just have like three or even two weapons, right? And it's more just like they don't hey, feel play. That different. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, like Sekiro, you don't you don't get anything, and that game's fantastic. But well, they give you sub weapons and yeah, useful uh, gadgets and stuff. Right, and that's kind of like not the point. And it you know you get that early on what Sekiro is. Uh, mm -hmm. It's its own its own thing. You know, it's yeah. not a Souls like. Where are these other games? Yeah, I mean they they clearly try to capture that formula and they, they miss the mark. This does not, you know, That's great. I've been enjoying playing this game. I've been getting, you know, uh, my butt kicked relentlessly, <laughs> uh, just relentlessly, but I keep going back. Like I keep going yeah. back and going back. Like there was one boss that I died to, uh, I don't know, 20 something times at least, at least. Yeah, I've heard the um, the difficulty is definitely it's definitely showed up. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like sure. at first I was kind of like I don't I don't know. I guess it's like right on. I I feel like it's it's right on that same level. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and and in certain instances it can feel maybe even a little bit more polished and, and then other things like maybe not so much so I, I it's almost like directly comparable i think maybe the only thing if we're looking at elden ring and how expansive of a world that is you know this does feel a lot more narrowed in mm -hmm. uh i think they do a good job at creating the illusion of space though in, in like okay. a yeah. very actually like a very uh uh, uh I'm in Neil with you here in a very good way because you'll go into a particular area. You know, this is going to be huge. I'm going to be in here forever. Right. And it just winds up like just, just enough corpse and then you get a boss fight. And you're like, I'm, I was, I was, I'm fine with this. Right. Like, I'm fine with the pacing that just, just happened. Um, and of course, the world just feels very uh, overly connected. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Very like just Dark Souls, uh, definitely like Dark Souls two and three esque, which I really enjoy. Um, and it and it does paint a picture of this steampunk punk sort of uh, hell world that's gone to shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it it's like so much worse than you think. It's not just the puppets. Like there's way more stuff going on. I was watching uh, someone play last night and they used a term that I never would have imagined to describe what the puppets were doing to humans. And it was mulching. Yeah, they, they definitely mulch a lot for sure. <laughs> I was just like, for sure. Oh, that's unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good word when you're talking about organic matter. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, yeah, they actually, they really like to use that one. It's, it's not, it's, it's, Quite a few times in the game, you'll just see a puppet just, just bashing Absolutely. on a dead body. Yeah, just, just juice someone. <laughs> right. But it is really, really fun. I think it. Um, I don't know if it does too, too much to like set itself apart from mm -hmm. the Soul series, and I mean that's a going to be extremely hard to do. I think they did. Yeah. They did the right thing here, being like, okay, well, like. This is a Souls-like game, so we're we're gonna make it, uh, you know, a, like a Souls game. They also uh, picked a not setting, diversified too much, right? They also picked a setting that people were hungry for. Yeah, with the absence of a remastered or part two for Bloodborne, it's right? Like people clearly want to explore this, you know, steampunk, gothic, Victorian setting more. Yeah. Like, where is it? And and I I like it here too. I think they did a good job. I like uh, it here. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. There's killer puppets and and Humans mutant creatures and oh my god. Um, Would you like to watch Jeffrey become a cantaloupe juice? Did I mention 
you shouldn't play this game, right? Like, if you have any sort of fear of puppets, my God, they're, they're well, just like, I'm like, wow, this is creepy to me, so... Well, you know, I've been dealing with it for most yeah. of my life, maybe. Well, I mean, you played Resident Evil Village, right? And that has some of the worst puppet moments in any game ever. Uh, uh, metaphorical unborn babies. Yeah, that that's terrifying. <laughs> it's just... <clears throat> absolutely terrifying moment in that game <laughs> i was surprised to hear that in resident evil 8 your fu moment was the was the the warehouse so yeah, yeah we I, all know matt needs to be far away from any type of machinery based warehouse in the future i don't i don't know i don't know what i saw as a child that has just made me like just not okay with any sort of mechanical abominations, right? Now that I think about it, my grandfather yeah. brought me on a trip to a sawmill and oh god. <laughs> Guard me for life. Uh I I yeah, I don't that know. Poor don't worker. Know. <laughs> but hey, I can do my uh puppets, you know, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm not avoiding it because hell I could install it right here on my yeah. computer because i have game pass um yeah. also the game, game pass. runs fantastically that's good to hear i yeah. and i think i will i think i'm just i i don't want to do that to sea of stars like i don't yeah. want to pop anything new in because i'm afraid to get distracted and no, in sea of stars. i yeah. and the grand scheme of things it is not that long of a game right i'm no, glad they're actually making an expansion it's um i would say it's somewhat long enough maybe it's a it's a lot shorter than your typical rpg experience but again you know cl or clearly the entire game is meant to be not streamlined for an, in an rpg sense but um and not even simplified but just relaxed right yeah. it's kind of like you should just enjoy this it doesn't that, seem like it's going to overstay its welcome. Yeah. No. And I don't I, I don't want that to sound reductive because it's a really good game and it's one of the best 2D 2D RPGs I've played in a very long time. But I think inherently that genre overstays its welcome. Yeah. <laughs> like just even the best ones, it's like at the 70 hour mark, you're like, Jesus Christ, can we wrap it up? Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about Final Fantasy 16 that way right now. And I love that game. Right. Yeah. Um, well, cool. I, I'm sure I will play this eventually, but with that and then um, Spider-Man coming up and yeah. I mean, the only other game I played this weekend was Tony Hawk 1 and 2 because that game is never being un uninstalled for my PlayStation because I just I like to pick it up every now and then and do some sick tricks. That's what's up. I actually, I haven't played those remakes yet um but you know if anything i would get it on my playstation i'm pretty sure it's on the epic store last time i checked so i thought it was in, oh, maybe you need to play those games those are incredible yeah. <clears throat> um cool and i think i might actually check out super mario bros wonder because that game just looks fun and enticing to me you can need a to an elephant that is pretty cool you know how I feel about my elephants. Anyway. Do you like elephants? I love Is elephants. Is your thing? Yeah. I actually I have, didn't know that. I have multiple over there on my... I don't think one. I've ever known that. It's my favorite animal. <laughs> I know your favorite animal, you frog-faced bastard. Yeah, well, you know. We'll be right back. It's easy. <laughs> No, I probably just talk so much about pirates that yeah, I, the elephant conversation hasn't come up. No, not really. Maybe if you went to the zoo with me. I, you never I, asked. <laughs> <laughs> June 17th. Two th no. Um, all right. Well, uh, do you have anything else? I'm feeling like it's going to be short and sweet today. Yeah, I mean it's not really that short, right? You know, no, uh, closing notes. I guess uh, I don't. There's like a lot of like little things that I could sit there and talk about Liza P, but 
maybe I won't do that today. The weapon system's interesting, you know. Short, short. Uh, well, I'll keep it short. The I do really like the maybe the defensive options, right? Because there's the typical you can roll or dodge out of the way um, with iframes and everything like that. But there's also the parry system that is in place, uh, which is great. And you know, if you perfectly time a parry, you don't take any damage. And you'll deal kind of uh, like stagger damage to them. So that's kind of like one of the best ways to deal with bosses and stuff like that. So it f does it feel unique compared to like Sekiro yeah. or Bloodborne with like a visceral? Yeah, effect? for the most part, because it seems more like um, you maybe more in line with like Sekiro. And I guess Bloodborne's kind of that way too, but... Bloodborne feels like it's a you have to be extremely precise and then um you know you still use ammo and stuff like that for that so it's kind of like yeah. a trade-offs and resource management Sekiro is great Sekiro that that is the that that you have that's to what you it. do yeah you have to use it and of course luckily they let you like <clears throat> parry back the pack so you can you oh, can okay. you can kind of not no not in this um in Sekiro, Sekiro you kind of yeah just bing, bong, bing, do that bing. yeah and that allows right. you to kind of uh carry this in, is, this is closer to bloodborne but not as yeah punishing i guess to parry yeah it's um well and for one if you block you will take damage if you just block you'll take damage oh um, okay the strength-based weapons have higher uh damage reduction and then when you attack afterwards there's a set period of time where you can get your health back so there's just like a lot of different mm. options available to you i would just say yeah. unless maybe if like you're you're a dex build the the of course the perfect parry seems like one of your best options because of how quickly you can build up their stagger bar with that mm -hmm. which allows you to do like a you know big like cinematic attack sort of thing so mm -hmm. it it feels very good i think but no, it's not mandatory, right? Like, I don't think so at all. I think you can just dodge everything or even block everything, especially if you have a weapon with, like, a higher block rate. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Makes, that makes sense. Um, I guess my last one uh, I can think of, is the story engaging? Is it good? Or is it It is. Right? It is somewhat on a... Uh, a little bit more narrative-driven than your average, like... Dark Souls mm -hmm. title, but maybe more so on that. I think that's a it's engaging and uh, like uh, enough. It's more like there is some, uh, there is a narrative, but it's more environmental storytelling, which is good. Okay. Which I also think they just looked at like, okay, well, like, yes, one of the, I would say one of the good, great things that from software is, uh, or one of, the, things that from software is good at is environmental storytelling mm -hmm. right but just because we're making a souls game doesn't mean it has to be us trying to completely replicate that because we probably will mess it up uh mm -hmm. like other games but it uh doesn't necessarily have to be a f you know a f flip of the coin complete uh narrative experience somewhere in between right yeah, because I mean, well, that's a very FromSoft thing is to almost avoid any direct storytelling whatsoever. Right. Um, Sekiro and Elden Ring kind of being the outliers in that, but still nowhere yeah. near as much as an, as a your average game. Um, so I think I was expecting more emphasis on story, but yeah. Know, well, this is like your Pinocchio, right? So your Geppetto's puppet and puppet's gone crazy and you get uh brought to life or whatever woken up i guess and mm -hmm. so you know you're kind of just going through and helping your dad being a real boy helping your dad what's that who i think is probably evil i mean you know i that's a complete guess here but you know if i called it eh. you, you gotta think with the implications yeah it's the implication Cool. Well, awesome. Um, that, in a nutshell, <clears throat> is... Let's see. Let's go back here. What did we discuss today? Uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth um, in, in our anticipatory corner. <laughs> we'll find a name. Anticipatory. 
<laughs> um, we also talked about Marvel Spider-Man 2. I gave my updated impressions on Sea of Stars, and Matt dove into Lies of P for the first time. Well, technically, because we did the demo yeah. coverage. Um, but yeah, so that's it. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you're having a nice weekend, week, whatever. Uh, please go like our videos, follow our channels, anything you can, any engagement at all would be so appreciated. Tell your friends. Um, and send your questions to thenerdinggrounds at gmail.com and we will read them on this here podcast. And yeah, take care of yourself. Be nice to people. 